Welcome to the World Beyond the Tale, the Page a Day American Gods podcast. I'm your host, James, and today we're reading page 222. Stretching across her front teeth. You look like somebody, she told him gravely. Are you somebody's brother or somebody's son or something? You are such a spaz, Allison, said her friend. Everybody's somebody's son or brother or something. That wasn't what I meant, said Allison. Headlights framed them all for one brilliant white moment. Behind the headlights was a station wagon with a mother in it, and in moments it took the girls and their bags away, leaving Shadow standing alone in the parking lot. Young man, anything I can do for you? The old man was locking up the video store. He pocketed his keys. Store ain't open Christmas, he told Shadow cheerfully, but I come down to meet the bus, make sure everything was okay. Couldn't live with myself if some poor soul found themselves stranded on Christmas Day. He was close enough that Shadow could see his face, old but contented, the face of a man who had sipped life's vinegar and found it, by and large, to be mostly whiskey, and good whiskey at that. Well, you could give me the number of the local taxi company, said Shadow. I could, said the old man, doubtfully, but Tom will be in his bed this time of night, and even if you could rouse him, you'll get no satisfaction. I saw him down at the buck stops here earlier this evening, and he was very merry, very merry indeed. Where is it you're aiming to go? Shadow showed him the address on the door key. Well, he said, that's a ten, maybe a twenty-minute walk over the bridge and around, but it's no fun when it's this cold, and when you don't know where you're going, it always seems longer. You ever notice that? First time takes forever, and then after, it's over in a flash. Yes, said Shadow, I've never thought of it like that, but I guess it's true. The old man nodded. His face cracked into a grin. What the heck, it's Christmas, I'll run you over there and Tessie. Tessie, said Shadow, and then he said, I mean, thank you. You're welcome. Shadow followed the old man to the road where a huge old roadster was parked. It looked like something that gangsters might have been proud to drive in the roaring twenties, running boards and all. It was the end of the page. Here we meet one of my favorite characters in the novel. The old man is leaving the local video store, which places the book in a very specific time, since I haven't seen a video rental store in more than a decade and a half at this point, I think. He offers Shadow a ride to Shadow's apartment, which is good because a 10-20 to minute walk in the dark of night on such a cold night would be terrible. Plus, as I mentioned yesterday, the last thing Shadow wants to do is make a bad first impression in this small community. We already know kids are disappearing in the Northwoods per Sam's story from earlier, and Lakeside is exactly a part of these same Northwoods, so a new face in a town as small as Lakeside would be worrisome to many if he was to show up stalking around at night, even if all he was doing was looking for his new apartment. We've already seen in our own time, through the example of children like Trayvon Martin, how folks with darker skin are treated by overzealous people, and Wednesday's already reminded us that people who truly believe in what they're doing are the most dangerous people to have to fight against. All I'm saying is that if Shadow can get a ride and a tour of the town from a friendly old man, it would certainly be to his advantage, especially considering the racial history of this part of the country. But first, we get the name of the girl with braces, Allison, Her red-haired friend calls her a rather unkind name, and then they're whisked away by a woman in a station wagon. This older gentleman is still here and is very kind. He also introduces us to the guy who runs the local taxi company named Tom, and we get the name of the local bar, the buck stops here. And when the older fellow describes the walk from the video store to Shadow's apartment, we get a bit of a description of the town, as well as the size of it. In less than a page, we get a pretty good amount of world-building without having to deal with any exceptionally clunky exposition. It's masterful, and I don't know that I ever really took a particular note of how Neil does it when he gets to Lakeside here. I also enjoy Shadow's moment of confusion over the man's name of his car, Tessie. 
so confused, in fact, that he momentarily forgets his manners, but recovers quickly to say thank you before the page ends. Though I will say that Shadow's exceptional manners, I think, are tied back into the things we've been discussing on the page. He's got darker skin, and so needs to make the best impression possible on white folks who live in this part of the country. Especially as an ex-con, he doesn't want to give anyone a reason to look into his past, or at least past the Mike Ainsel character he's going to inhabit for who knows how long. Tessie, as a given name, is short for Teresa, probably unrelated, but Lucille Ball was nicknamed Technicolor Tessie because of how she appeared on color film. The name Tessie peaked sometime in the early 1920s, which fits the old man's car, which looks like something out of a gangster film. The name itself, as a shortened version of Teresa, comes from the Greek to reap, so is often thought to mean harvester. This may come up again in the future. I honestly don't remember how much Tessie comes into play as the novel goes on. Well, I guess we'll see together. Get in touch with the show at theworldbeyondthetale at gmail.com or on Twitter at worldbeyondpod. Thank you to Julian Granganage for the use of his version of St. James Infirmary Blues as the show's theme. And thank you for listening. I'll be back tomorrow with another page, and remember, only the gods are real. <laughs>